0: Welcome to hashtag love yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self love. Hi, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to hashtag love yourself. On today's episode, we are going to talk about sex let's talk about sex baby let's talk about you and me let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that maybe let's talk about sex all right so sex so first off i think that it's really really important for us to talk about what sex is at a large level because in our societies and in our cultures we have a really narrow-minded view Of what sex is right and I think our newer generations are trying to push and pull and try to change that for us which is awesome right they've come in this no more of this one narrow-minded way of what sex is um but also when we don't know all the avenues of sex and when we don't know what sex is on on A large level versus just the one avenue of what what sex is, um, we end up maybe doing things that we don't want to do. We end up doing things, um, building a foundation just on one piece versus if there was all these other parts of sex that we knew about, maybe we would be building our foundation from that and it would be a lot healthier and happier. So that is the goal of this podcast today. We're going to talk about sex because it's really directly linked to our self-love of our self-awareness knowing what we want what makes us feel good how to have pleasurable sex with either ourselves or partners um, but also how it's directly related to we're correlating it to our self-worth and to our self-esteem or what they call sex esteem so we'll go into all of that but first let's talk about what sex is on a large level so the narrow view of sex that we have In our societies and cultures is between a man and a woman and it's vaginal and penile sex right so we're having like intercourse well that's not what all of sex that's not the only thing that sex is right and so let's talk about some of the other things that sex is so that we can get a good foundation a good basis to know that it's a big broader area sex is more than just that right that is a that can be pleasurable and beautiful and amazing in itself that that tiny little avenue of sex but there are so many avenues that were that you can delve into and that some are important to happen before that one happens so that you can feel confident so you can feel good so you can have a healthy um happy experience with self sex if that's the type of sex that you choose to endeavor in right so some of the other ones um, that are common are masturbation, right? Whether it's with you or if you do that with a partner. Oral sex. Um, anal sex. Foreplay with sex toys. So rubbing and touching and kissing. So like remember when you're in like middle school or high school, depending on like how how early this happened with for you. It's like when you're like, they called it like um, dry humping or whatever. So that is actually a form of sex too, even though you're not penetrating, right? Like a a boy part is not penetrating. Um, even same sexes, right? When you were getting it, getting into it, that's part of the sex act, right? It's part of sex that is sexual and, um, yeah, and it can be very, very pleasurable. Um, and then next is a fantasy. So, um, a lot of people, um, don't recognize this as part of of their sex right of of having sex but i'm here to tell you that actual sex fantasy um so just like we know about like with like law of attraction and how the the world works on like a whole level right is that um your mind doesn't know the difference between something physically happening and actually something just happening in your brain like you thinking about it so fantasy is actually a really large part of sex itself, right? And um, I'll go into a little bit more of how you can use fantasy later as like a really healthy tip and trick um, because it's really, really important, especially for females, um, but all genders, anybody um, can, and all um, can use fantasy sex. Um, and it is a part of your sex. Um, so that's why they say like, um, you know, like, when you're, when you're thinking of someone, right? Um, that's not there, right? Are you having sex with them, right? Well, you're having your own version of sex with them. Yes, essentially, right? Um, you're not having consensual physical sex with them, but you are having a type of sex with them. Um, okay. And then the emotional intimacy. So emotional intimacy, intimacy is part of the sexual experience, right? And we often forget about that. And there are a lot of people out there, um, who, um, a lot of the asexuals, um, that like don't want to be touched by other people. Um, emotional intimacy is still something they crave, right? That part of sex of, um, of that emotional connection that happens during sex. And you can do that outside of that one space of the vaginal penile intercourse. You don't have to have that going on to have that emotional intimacy that is at a sex level, right? And that's why you have you have heard um, where you're like, yeah, they didn't physically, my partner didn't physically cheat on me, but they emotionally cheated on me, right? Because they were having um, an emotional intimacy at a sexual level with another person outside of their, their relationship. Right. Um, so it is, it's the same. Um, it hurts just like, um, someone physically cheating on you that emotional cheating and that emotional intimacy, um, is at the same damage, does the same damage, right? Um, if you're doing going outside the marriage and you've promised that to someone. Okay, and then also there's auditorial sex, right? So like phone sex, right? Talking and having though just with your voices, right? because the mind and um, you know that sense of hearing someone and hearing them be pleased is very very erotic right so there's so many different as you can see and I probably didn't even come up with all of them right like I I'm gonna be honest with you when I went out to do the research for this podcast it was very very different than all the other subjects that I've been able to research right um, because it's there, there's not as much, people are not putting out as much information regarding sex and, and how it's related to, to our love and ourselves, right? I mean, and a lot of it was just, uh, regurgitations of people's bad experiences and how sex has either been a positive foundation or a negative foundation for them. Um, but there were, I read a lot of articles, um, and, and found different pieces, but again, like I said, there's going to be so, there's probably so much more that I could delve into, but this is a short podcast. I don't want to make these too long for you. Um, and so, so I'm just going to give you those main bases, but do you see how these all these different aspects of sex are, they're different, right? They have, they're beautiful in their own right. They're pleasurable for some people, maybe Um, some of the other ones scare some people, who knows, right? Um, And that's the beauty of sex, right? That sex is just like an appetite for food, right? Or a taste for food. You have a taste palette in your mouth, like all your taste buds that tell you what you want to eat right and you have an amount of food that you want to consume versus someone else might want to consume way less food throughout their day that may fill them up at a different rate than you and they want to eat like their diet is going to be completely um, unique to them. So just like how we always talk about in the previous podcast about we're all snowflakes, we all come with different purposes, we all come with different intentions, and we all have different recipes that make up the beauty of who we are. Sex is no different. Sex is one of those beautiful aspects of the human experience, right? So we ca- we came down here purposely wanting to, um, sex is a big piece of humans, right? And so with that, with our desire and some people have a larger, and some people have a smaller desire, right? Just depending on your appetite for it, just depending on what you desire from it. Um, there's no right or wrongs. There is no um, wrongness in it. What the only thing that I would really deem as like wrong, right, is is when you're do, when you're um, going out there and you are not doing something that's pleasurable for you. That's what I would deem as wrong, right? As you're you're going out there and you're doing. You're you're participating in sexual acts for other people for um, uh, maybe for to fill you up in an emotional way, um, which really never works. But we'll kind of go into that a little bit more. Um, But you're essentially you're using other people to to find your worth. Um, So you're using sex and the people that you interact with sexually to um, make you feel like you have worth. And we'll go into why that is like actually not never works, and it um, it's like a thirst you can't quench. So, but first, um, so healthy, safe, pleasurable sex is a part of this human experience. And with it being such an important part of our human experience, um, part of loving ourselves is, is cultivating like a healthy outlook, right? Like um, be knowledgeable on different aspects of sex, because how are you gonna know your your palate and your taste for for sex if you don't know about certain things right and not to say that we need to be like going out there to like our middle schools and teaching them about um you know uh bondage and like things like that we don't need to be doing that we don't need to be giving them all the different aspects of sex because I don't think that they're at that level but I think as you grow into adulthood right um where do you learn that stuff where I mean how are we like introducing ourselves to um the different types of what sex is and what sex could be and, and discovering what's pleasurable for ourselves. Um, And so really what that comes down to is um, first off, knowing ourselves. So this is the piece of love. It like is very connected to loving yourself because you really need to know yourself. You need to know yourself at a a deeper level than just the surface level. You need to um, recognize really, what what you like, what you don't like, even if you just have to play with it in your mind in your fantasies, right? Um, thinking about what feels what feels good when I think about it. Um, And then when you try things out, do I like this? Is this, does this feel good? Does this feel safe to me? Do I enjoy this, right? Just knowing those things and being able to say yes when you mean yes, right? This is going to be on repeat probably on every podcast. And no when you mean no. So putting that healthy boundary out, that's why loving yourself and sex is so, so important. Because if you don't, um, someone's going to take the reins for you. And what I've noticed is that... um, oftentimes when we don't cultivate that self-awareness or that love for ourselves right first before we introduce other people um we end up giving the reins over to other people that might not really have our best interest in mind even if they love us right um you i see it in marriages all over the country like literally i'm not joking i read article after article after article of women who weren't having, first off, weren't having pleasure during sex, weren't orgasming. Um, and, and why is this? And it was because we teach our, as uh, societies and cultures, we teach our males, right, with the penises, that they should be pleasing themselves, that they should be exploring their bodies, they should be finding what feels good to them. And then we teach women and females that no, 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 that you're just your body is for the man's pleasure. Right. Um, and that's like the underlying message that we're receiving when don't please yourself, you know, we don't teach our our girls that it's like something they need to be learning how to do, but it's automatic for us to think that our boys should be doing it. And then, so when we're doing that, we're putting off like, you, you shouldn't be pleasing yourself and knowing your own body first. Right. And I always say, this is my, my line is sex, should always, it's always best first with yourself before you go to do it with someone else, right? And it's because how is someone else supposed to find those, like it's supposed to be a treasure hunt for them. Um, If you have already kind of paved the path, like, you know, on a grass, like, you know, like in a grass field, if you keep walking on the same path, it kind of parts the grass and makes a little trail. Well, that's the kind of the same thing. Your body is the same way. It works the same exact way as if you have you know, pleased yourself and you know, those pleasure points, there's a path, a paved trail for your partner. And that's a beautiful thing where, where then they don't feel intimidated and nervous and scared to, um, try to find, you know, what makes you feel a hundred percent happy in sex with them. Right. Um, so, I mean, obviously it's still going to be a journey and that's actually half of the fun, right. Um, is, that discovery. Right. But it's also really important to, to do, to know yourself, right. So that you can, you can, you know, if something's not feeling good, you can point your partner in the right direction. So you can kind of give them that path and, and, um, share the beauty of the pleasure and the sensual, um, that, that you guys are trying to achieve with each other, right. In that intimacy. Okay. So, um, Loving ourselves in sex is knowing exactly how much, how often, and exactly how we want to be fulfilled in this way, right? So, really doing that research on yourself. um, The great place to start is sex with yourself. Um, And I think that, like I said, we need to be promoting that at a higher level, especially to our females on our planet. Okay. Um, and then another thing that I found really, really disturbing, but, um, also really important to bring up is that we are seeing a large scale correlation between people's self-worth and sex. So essentially what's happening is people want to feel liked, right? They want to feel powerful. They want to feel wanted and they want to feel validated. They want to feel cool, especially when you're young, when you're a teenage, teenager, right? You feel cool. And so a lot of people if they don't know themselves and if they don't have that self-confidence within themselves, like I'm a sexy person, I am a really good sexual partner for my partner, right? Like I, I give, I don't only only receive, I give, right? If you don't have that, that understanding, that knowledge, that foundation with yourself, what ends up happening, I'm seeing after doing this research, um, especially with males, is that they are in these committed relationships that they've agreed upon right and they love their wives they love their partners they love the women that they're with right or men right i'm not saying i'm not just limiting to heterosexual relationships but predominantly it was um, heterosexual relationships that were the examples is that they love their partners they love their wives and they would go into to like um marriage counselors and they would be like just distraught over the fact how much they go outside the marriage for sex and they they cheat on their partner and their wives they love their wives and they like confess their love for their wife and they like feel so guilty and they have so much shame for this like going outside and then the counselors kept asking like but why why are you doing this why what is making you like if you love your wife so much why are you choosing to go outside of the marriage for for sex even though you're getting sex in the marriage even And the response on a large level was that anytime that their sexual um, arousal wasn't matching up, like let's say like maybe she wasn't in the mood one evening or she just had a baby and down there doesn't feel like wanting to do it or, you know, like for whatever the reason that they weren't receiving what they wanted, right? And so instead of recognizing like, kind of like the truth of it, and being like, oh, she's it's not the right timing for her tonight, blah blah. blah. I could do this myself. Let me go in the bathroom. Like, it was a I'm not enoughness. Like in their head, it was the the voice that came on was I'm not enough. I don't feel validated. I don't feel sexy to her. I don't feel these things. And so they're going out and trying to feel that fill up that void for themselves. Just so sad, right? Because And in no way, shape, or form am I making excuses when I'm saying I I feel sad for these men who are saying this. But I do feel um, a sadness for, like, there are so many wounds that we are not recognizing, right? That we are not, that we're just living, like I said, on that autopilot. We're not scratching down below the surface to recognize something that's really, like, detrimental to like your happiness and your your daily health like your marriage and your and your partner if you choose to pick a partner right um is a big piece of your life right and um risking all of that because you don't feel like enough um, is a really big problem, right? And it's a really big red flag. It's really scary, right? To think that you could give such a beautiful union up just for the fact that you aren't fulfilled and you need to find these ways. And what they're finding in the research that I read was that it never fulfilled it. So these men were just habitually cheating on these women, right, or vice versa, or even women, like it's not just men, but a lot of the examples were from, um, males. Um, so essentially they're like searching for approval and validation and just, um, needing to fill enough and that's nobody else's job, but yours. Um, when you make sure that you know that you're enough, whether it be in sex or just in daily in general, like you are enough and you are an amazing human. Um, that's when you can have, have those conversations to yourself when you're feeling in lack, right. And doing whatever you need to do to be filled up so that you don't punish yourself and punish the other person, right? Because you're not just punishing yourself, you're harming that other person's, you know, um, stability within, you know, your guys's union, you know, cause like if they don't, if they love you, that's one thing, but if they don't love themselves, they'll probably continue to stay in a relationship where they're disrespected and dishonored and, and the, the, the trust is broken constantly, right? Um, And so one thing to think about when you're thinking about like really getting to know yourself, right, um, is just knowing that sex is where we actually um, expose ourselves to be the most vulnerable. So when you are thinking that you're just having casual sex, I mean, and there is casual sex and I'm not going to knock on it because there is different types of sex for everybody and everybody is enjoying something different. But I do caution with casual sex, right, and with like random partners that maybe you don't know very well, just recognize that you making light of it and saying, oh, it's just it's just casual sex and I'm okay with casual sex. And so is the person that um, participated with me. Um, You can say that on a surface level, but it's actually where you're you're being the most vulnerable and you're being the most like you're exposing Um, such a raw part of yourself, right? Um, And so it's not as simple as that. And that's where I think that people make the biggest mistake is that we want to make something that's very delicate and very um, sensual and deep. And um, you can have partners that maybe you don't know very well, but just recognize that it's a deep thing that you're going into, right? And go into it with caution of... um, I have ways to protect myself if this person doesn't, um, you know, play it safe with me because I don't know them. I don't have that foundation with them. So there's no way for me to know if they are going to be a safe partner for me. Okay. Um, So let's go into there are some um, really like important red flags for us to be aware of with sex, right? To keep ourselves safe because with that self love, It's our job, right? It's nobody else's to be in charge of our, our like health and our happiness and our sex happiness, right? And like what our sex health is. So since we're in charge of that, um, we are going to, let's go over some red flags that are really important. So number one is, um, doing sexual things for your partner, but getting nothing in return. If that's happening to you, um, or a friend that you talk to that whines and cries about it. Um, you should know that that is really unhealthy and that it's really important for, um, sex isn't a one-way street. And I think in, um, marriages, it's really, really common, um, especially because like we have talked about, um, with women not being promoted to like know their bodies, like we promote men to know their bodies. Um, so by the time that they get married or they get in a committed relationship, um, sometimes it's really easy to fall into that group of, um, I, I just do this to please him because I don't know how to get off. I don't know how to come and I don't know how to have an orgasm on the regular, like him, because I don't know my body and he doesn't know my body. And we're just like, you know, we're just doing what's the the quickest, easiest way to get, get, you know, this thing done, which is to make him come and to make him feel good right and that's not sex right and I'm not saying it just happens that way with like man woman right because obviously there's same-sex couples obviously it could be the woman's just the one getting off and the guy's not getting it I mean that's very very rare but that could be the thing too but so if a red flag that is a super unhealthy thing is it's not a one-way street it's a two-way street both people every time should be getting pleasure and if you're not then just notice that you need to rethink the what's happening. You need to rethink the interaction that's happening with that sex, okay? Number two, whining and pressuring you when you have already said no. This is really, really unhealthy. And I really see on a large scale, again, predominantly in heterosexual relationships, um, even men in marriages doing this, where um, when they don't get the response that they want from their wives, right? Right. Um, pressuring them or harassing them or you know you know being really inappropriate at times where you shouldn't, right because they want to feel powerful. they want to feel like the man, right and that's not okay or vice versa. Um, it, it's not okay for anybody to to make you feel like you need to be their pleasure center, right because um, you're not, right? number three, starting to have sex when you're asleep. So I just want to let people know that that's actually assault. So um, if someone can't give you like consent, if it's a non-consensual sex, it's assault. And when you're asleep, if someone does it while you're asleep or when you're passed out like blackout drunk, somebody has raped you essentially, even if you're married to them and it's not okay. Number four, criticizing and putting you down. So this is wrong, like despite sex, like outside of sex in a regular you know, conversation, putting you down and talking, like, you know, criticizing you about who you are is not okay in general, but really it's really, really damaging when it comes to sex. And people need to be aware of like, there's ways to talk to someone who might not be as experienced as you. Like, let's say you fall in love with someone who is, hasn't had the same road to sex as you. There's ways to talk to them and like share with them, what you like or what would be more fun for you and them in bed but criticizing and putting someone down and telling them they do a bad job or comparing them to your other partners is unhealthy and it's a red flag it's not good um, number five, hurting you without consent. So like, I mean, I know some people that they like to get freaky and you'd like to like, you know, get a little smack here and there or whatever, bite me. I don't know. Um, it, that's personal to you. <laughs> that's like in your recipe of what you like. But if if it's not consensual, like if you're getting hurt and you don't like it or, it, yeah, if you don't like anything in general, then it shouldn't be happening and you need to be communicating that, right? And if you're communicating that, and they're not stopping, unhealthy and you need to probably not participate in sex with them any longer okay number six refusing to wear a condom so this is something my generation has a huge problem with and I'm gonna be on a little soapbox for a second about it because it is so unhealthy and so unnecessary so I'm gonna just lay it out there for you guys it's not just one party's responsibility to take care of the STDs and the baby problem okay so sex two-way street Right. And you need to be protected and they need to be protected. And just because men don't get affected by HPV doesn't mean that we don't need to be wearing condoms for for our women out there with the vaginas. Vaginas need to be protected. And just like you don't want to have STDs. You don't want to have HIV. You don't want to have AIDS. You don't want to have like you can't get chlamydia. But you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to have those. So why would it be okay for her just to get something that could give her so HPV actually comes from bacteria on the penis that you is not detected, like, you cannot go get a test and know. So, that's why we can't test men for it. But it gets on from a man having unprotected sex with one woman and then going and having unprotected sex with another woman, and not like even within the same year necessarily, but just that bacteria, and she can get cervical cancer and it's so sad and it's it just um, it's alarming to me that like men when they say like oh, I'm not gonna wear a condom or oh, I'm not gonna go um, have anything done to me to stop the baby problem. It's not just the woman's job and know that that is um, a two-way street again. We need to have be adults about it like if you're adult enough to be able to put it in or you're adult enough to be able to wrap it up okay? number seven re- using your body as someone else's stress reliever so let's say you're stress and i see this time and time again where we have wounded masculines and wounded masculines one of their primary thing that they do is power over people right so they are stressed they want to relieve that stress so they just like f the crap out of her right not okay not okay that's an energy exchange and it's not all right so if you need go work out, go take a run, go to the gym and box. I don't care what you need to do, but don't use your partner's pleasure center as a way to release your relieve your stress. Okay. Um, number eight, copying porn. I know this is one kind of one where it's kind of like, what is she talking about? i had to kind of like put it into my brain, try to figure out what the psychologists were talking about too. But really, when it comes down to it, like porn at a large margin is portrayed portraying unhealthy sex so um there could be some really fun sex in porn right and there can be some really like things that turn us on and i'm not saying that uh like none you can never dabble in any of it right but if you're only using sex as your education or porn as your education for sex if you're only using that as like your example to like like that's all you want to do is whatever you're seeing on there just know that that is like such a small sliver and so small and, um, and, and if your partner is not willing and wanting to do what they're seeing, like maybe there's like painful stuff on there and like, they're not really into that in sex. Um, you shouldn't have to copy like what other people are doing, like find, like try out different things for you guys, like whatever it is that like intrigues you, you know, um, like go, you can read tantra books like you don't need just porn to figure out what is going to be beautiful for you in the bedroom right okay number nine photos or videos without consent so this is really 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 important um i have had this happen to me and it's really not okay um where, you know, someone would take a picture or a video and then they'll share it with people behind your back. Um, because first off, um, those pictures or those videos are really, really intimate, right? Um, that's your private like center, that's your body. And for someone just to hand that intimacy over to someone that you haven't given consent to, again, that's like a form of like assault, like you're, 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 you're just you're harming someone's privacy and they're and they're being so vulnerable and you're just taking that away from them. It's really not okay. And if anybody's doing that to you, you should know that they're not healthy. Okay. Number 10, using sex to feel worthy. And we talked about this a little bit before, but it just the same old thing of um you need to fill yourself up because sex should be something where you two people join together to find you know, physical and emotional pleasure together. And if, or more people, you never know, like whatever you're into, I don't know. It's not my place to judge, but, um, or just one person, like, even if it's just between yourself, like if you're not feeling worthy and you're like, Oh, the only way I'm going to feel worthy is like jack off five times a day. Not okay. It's not good. Like, because that's not respecting and loving yourself. Right. And give yourself that, that worthiness. And then when you come to, to sex with worthiness, you're going to come to it so different and it's going to feel so much better and it's going to be a happy safe you know experience that you're going to enjoy and that you're going to, want to do again and again and again and again okay so now we're going to go over some tips for really healthy sex okay so first off masturbation people master that sex independently right we want to um we want to be the 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 person that knows our body the best I think that's really important I know that for me personally um it was backwards right where um I was introduced to things really I was objectified and I it was backwards for me like I'm starting to learn myself after other people learned me first and became my masters and so I don't want I want to I want the world to feel comfortable to themselves. You should always, your foundation should be you. It's everything's between you and you first, and then other people just blossom and bloom, right? So um, when you do this, you become more self-aware of like your body. You create that trail like I was talking about, um, and you can better share your intimacy with another if you choose to do so later, right? Um, it's, It's better and healthier that way. Um, and then they say people who masturbate are shown to have better sex esteem, which makes sense. Right. Um, and can orgasm more easily with her partners. Um, so one thing to know is that, um, this, this is a crazy statistic, like 60, it's like 50 to 60% of women, uh, or no women on, on average only come 50 to 60% uh, of the time during inter- like, like, uh, intercourse with other people. Right or sexual acts with other people. But men do it 90 to 100%. So see that margin, see how different that is, right? Um, so we should be teaching our women to please themselves so that we have, they, they know themselves and their bodies, right? Um, so a really good thing that a lot of people promoted when I was doing my research is mere masturbation, especially for females, because you can see your flower open up. And, and just that can be like beautiful, but it also could be like a turn on to yourself. And it also can be knowing your body. You can see what's happening. You will know it best, right? So that's really important. Okay. Um, number two, know what you want. It's your job. It's no one else's job. You need to know that body. You need to know what, what, physical things please you. You know what? You need to know what emotional things please you or displease you, right? You need to know yourself. And if you don't know yourself, someone else is going to forcefully try to figure that out and probably do a really bad job and damage. Do a lot of damage and wounds and trauma and it's not good. Um, next is consent. We need to have consent with sex. Okay. If there's no consent, then it's not sex. It's salt. Um, next is healthy boundaries to keep you safe. So make sure you're putting those healthy boundaries up. You're the gatekeeper, so make sure that you're the good bouncer of that gatekeeper, right? Um, say no when you don't want something, making sure that um, you're 100% happy about what's happening in the bedroom um, with, or with sex. Because if you're not, then there's no point and you shouldn't be doing it. Okay, Um, so then comes really like the next thing is how to keep those boundaries. Well, we need to be communicating and being honest with our partners, right? Not everybody's going to want the same exact things, and that's okay. Nobody is right or wrong for what they want, but we do have to communicate that, and we do have to be honest about that. And if we don't want just like a two-person union, then you need to be sharing that with the other person because – going out and and letting them think that it's a two-person union and then going outside of that is so damaging so unhealthy and so unnecessary because there are so many people out there that would want to share you with other people and that's okay like everybody has their different um wants and needs sexually and there's nothing there's no right or wrong so just know that there's no right or wrong it's just your taste um okay and then next is fulfilling yourself um like filling yourself up and feeling worthy inside and out, so that when you meet someone else in sex or even when you meet yourself, right, um, that you don't use it as something like a band aid to fill yourself up. Because let me tell you, it's a thirst that's never gonna be filled and I see it on repeat I have so many people in my well they're not really in my life anymore but like there's so many people that I've watched in marriages long-term marriages I mean I'm talking about 20 something years right and they they cheat on repeat and their person is like so open so like trying to match their sexual needs but it's because they feel wounded it's because they don't feel fulfilled in themselves and they're trying to fill that gap with be feeling like the man feeling like powerful and it's It's not gonna be fulfilled that way. So fill yourself up first. Do do what you got to know yourself and love yourself so that you can participate in healthy sex with someone else, right? Or a bunch of people. Who cares? I don't I'm not judging. Okay. Um, next is safe partners. Have a safe partner. This is, I think, one like a very crucial thing is that especially if you're just starting out, but even when you're like like far into like a marriage, if you don't have someone who you can trust, someone who is, makes you feel safe, who you can be vulnerable with, or you can get really close on that emotional intimacy level, um, you're, you know, it's, it ends up not being a two-way road, right? And then you end up with some of those red flags and it's really, really hard. And, um, if your partner's doing like any of those things that were on the list, like just know that even if you're married to them, you don't have to participate. Sex is not a requirement of marriage. Okay. Just so you know. So, and people evolve and change and grow throughout relationships and throughout life. And if you have someone that you like, so if you start getting healthy through like learning about yourself and learning about health, and then you recognize the unhealthy things, that doesn't mean that you just up and like I'm done with you, right? Like, not necessarily, right? I mean, it could be your response. But also, it's communicating to them that, hey, I'm taking a step back from this behavior. I'm taking a step back from sex because I am not feeling 100% when we're doing this. And I need to figure out how I can feel good and how I can feel pleased. And anybody who really loves you is going to respect that even if they don't understand, even if they're like, like, let's say they're wounded themselves and they're doing all those red flags, but they're still going to, the love part of them is going to say like, Hey, like I love her and I want the best for her. And she's saying that she needs to be healthy in this way. And these are the steps for her that she knows. So I don't know this stuff, but I'm going to love her through this. Right. And, and if they don't, then they don't. And that's okay. You just move on sister or brother, whichever you need. Um, I support you fully. So, um, it's just, it's really important to, to, to love yourself enough, um, to love yourself enough to, to not let anybody get in the way of your health and your happiness and I think that we as humans because we, we're so loving and we want so much to be intimate with other people that we forget that really important starting piece of if I am not happy or if I'm not healthy then um, what am I what am I giving to this relationship I, I think I'm loving them and I think that, um, I'm having a good time, but if I'm not happy, what is really happening here? Right. So, um, anybody who really loves you is going to want you to get healthy and is going to want you to go in the direction of self-love. And if they're not, then leave them in your dust, please, because it's, you're, you're worth it. You are worth it. You're amazing. Okay. Next. Um, emotional intimacy, in, so I can't talk now. <laughs> emotional intimacy is a large part of sex. So we forget that that is sex, right? We forget that, um, the cuddling and the caressing and kissing her forehead and stroking his forearm and, you know, um, kissing his toes and like all those things are, are, are part of sex in a different way and and even those really intimate conversations of bearing what is what's important to you or what felt really good or or what you liked about what you guys just did or that is part of sex okay that emotional connection that intimacy is really really an important player an important part so don't forget that. They also do say that um, they did like these experiments with couples where they they said, OK, I want you to to do 15 to 20 minutes of physical um, like like holding each other after sex, like being in each other's arms, laying in bed, and cuddling and then talking to each other after sex. And when people did that, people reported that their sex that they had was actually like so much more fulfilling, like it fulfilled them in such a larger, bigger physical even way than it did when they didn't do that so especially if you're in a partnership go out there and just cuddle and talk after sex it's beautiful um number or the next one is sex isn't just about orgasms so yes orgasms feel like this um grand finale that we want to achieve, right, like, and we're, like, striving for that, and, like, it's really easy for men to do, right, they do it usually 100% of the time, but even if you're not orgasming during sex, which I know that women, like, I gave you that statistics that 50 to 60% of the time they're not, uh, I mean 50, oh, sorry, 40 to 30% of the time, I don't know, 40, 40 to 50% of the time they're not orgasming, right, um, um, just because that's, the case doesn't mean that the partner is bad it doesn't mean that you're wrong there's something wrong with you or your body it just means that you know there it could be so many things like it could be your stress level because women actually they say that the predominantly what was the problem was that they were worried about it taking so long and since they were worried about it taking so long it was like added stress and they were already stressed about you know their performance and they were stressed about this and so then it, they didn't and I'll, I can tell you from personal experience that is my biggest like um Prohibitor to an orgasm is if I am worried about time or if I'm worried about, you know, like, you know, being, you know, like, um, it has to, I have to rush or whatever, then it's not going to happen. Like, I'm just like, I get two in my head and I'm like, well, oh, I can't do it. Right. And I'm just like nah. Um, so relaxing and just knowing that it's not about the orgasm and like some people, like even, even masturbation isn't about the orgasm. So like for females, like if you're not really experienced with that, Just do that, do the mirror masturbation and don't even make that like the goal, make it just like watching your body and finding the beauty and finding the physical like sensations feeling good, right? Um, do all those things and, and, and don't worry so much about the orgasm. Like if you come, you come. If you don't, it's not a big deal. Like just let that be the icing on the cake if it happens, right? And you will girl, it's going to happen or boy, right? But I don't think the boys are having the problem with it. Okay. Number nine is heal your sexual trauma and your wounds because honestly when it comes down to it is I think we all have a little bit of that even if it's like really minor. We all have wounds related to our sexual stuff whether it be like our confidence whether it be um, you know somebody took advantage of you. I know um, for me particularly at a really rough start I w- I didn't give consent my first time and it was just taken from me and then it kind of just led me down a really icky path because then I felt like I was just like a hole like I was just there to perform. for them. I was just there for their pleasure, not my own. So I never really knew how to look and understand, like discover my pleasure. And so I don't want you to go however old you are. I don't want you to go half of your life or one third of your life like me, um, not knowing what, um, like your true value in that in sex. Right. And, and so, so take that time to heal that trauma you know take that time to to cure yourself so that you can be a participant um another half in in that two-way street that if you want to do it with other people so yeah um so the last thing I'm going to leave you with is I kind of came up with one statement that I felt when I was just like learning all about this is that I really want sex to be a healthy happy safe fulfilling nirvana for you so that's what this information is and hopefully that that's what um, all this information brings you is that you can find a really healthy happy um, safe nirvana that you just explore and you enjoy because that's part of the human experience we're we're hardwired to enjoy sex it's it's an amazing part of this life so go out there and um, heal yourself find yourself and treat yourself. (laughs) All right. Well, I hope you have a rest, good rest of your day and don't forget love yourself. Take care. Bye.